welcome to the podcast of good news friends grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of god and of jesus our lord you will be blessed by the worship and word praise the lord praise god for giving us a new day to worship him you know when jesus was crucified the disciples thought everything was over but when he rose up from the dead now they knew that he was not going to die again he's going to be with them forever and ever that's the promise that we have as people of god the name of god is a strong and a mighty tower shall we look up to the lord in prayer loving heavenly father we thank you for this beautiful day lord to worship you heavenly father we are grateful for your grace for your mercies that we are experiencing in our life you are seated on the throne you are sovereign and whatever you have decided to do you will do lord we thank you that you have brought us into your kingdom and you have made us kings and priests as we worship you as we listen to your word lord we pray that you will speak to us minister to us bless us lead us correct us put us on the right path for your glory in jesus precious name we pray amen the name of the lord is a strong and mighty tower the name of the lord is a refuge to my soul name of the lord is a strong and mighty tower the name of the lord is a refuge to my soul name of the lord is a pillar i can lean on righteous running to the name of the lord the righteous running to the name of the lord the name of the lord is a strong and mighty tower of the lord is a refuge to my soul the name of the lord is a pillar i can lean on righteous running to the name of the lord the righteous running to the name of the lord Let us turn our attention to the word of God reading from Jonah chapter 1 and verse 4 Then the Lord sent a great wind over the sea and a severe storm broke out It seemed as if the ship were about to break up We've been meditating on the topic of Jonah and the church drawing lessons from the life of Jonah and relating it to the present church when god told jonah to go to nineveh but jonah decided to go to tarshish and when he boarded the ship he thought everything is going to be smooth but the reason 
why Jonah decided to go in the opposite direction was because Jonah was more concerned about himself than about God and the people of Nineveh. So here is something that Jonah understood. He knew God so well that God was a gracious God. And he knew that if he will carry the word of God, the people who listen to him will surely repent and turn to God. And if they repent and turn to God, God is not going to punish the people who repent. And so, what will happen to his reputation as a prophet if he will go and speak gloom and doom and it doesn't happen? So he was more concerned about himself, about his name, about his fame, about his reputation rather than obeying the word of God. Let me give you another example. 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 30. Then Saul said, Saul the king, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel, and return with me that I may bow before the Lord your God. Saul was an ordinary person, and God blessed him and lifted him up and gave him the authority as a king. And we, as believers of the new covenant church, are kings and priests. But here, when Saul disobeys God, God says, no, I'm going to take the kingdom out of your hands. And that is when Saul requests the prophet Samuel to come along with him so that the people will still think that God is with Saul. So he was more concerned about what people think about him rather than the presence of God himself. So often, the church today is more conscious of its own image, not being in contradiction to the world. So that's the kind of conformity that is going on. As people of God, we need to preach, teach the word of God as it is revealed to us in the scriptures. When we dilute it, or when we try to avoid certain truths, try to please people, try to see that no one gets offended, and that's a big trap that we're getting into. Let me point out to another person. Book of John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, we read like this. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Here is a man who is a leader, but he does not want to be seen openly with Jesus because he had a, a name in that society. He held a position of honor and he has heard about the teachings of Jesus 
and it was very different from what he had learnt, from what he was preaching and what he was teaching. And he also knew about the miracles that Jesus did, which attested that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God. But still, he, when he approached Jesus, he took the cover of night. He didn't want anybody to know that he was going to see Jesus. And here is a person who occupied a place of prominence, a place of influence, but failed to do it openly, to speak out for Jesus. The sad thing is, he remained a secret believer until the death of Jesus. Why did they live like that? What is the reason? John chapter 12, verse 42, we read like this. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities, believed in him. Many believed in Jesus. But for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. Today, when it comes to choose between God and people, sadly, people choose people. And this group of people, even though they believed in Jesus, did not want to confess him openly. John chapter 12, verse 43 very clearly gives the reason for they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. The glory that comes from man, the pomp and show, and you know, the kind of worship that goes on today. How do you think will God accept that kind of worship? It's time that we look into ourselves, introspect, Stop judging others, but at the same time, discerning if these things are pleasing to God or are they offensive to God. The reason why people remained to keep their faith a secret is because they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. It's up to us to choose. It is up to us to decide. John chapter 19 and verse 38. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Look at this man, Joseph. He was able to go to Pilate and ask him something and receive something from him. Such a man of influence. The sad thing is, he feared man more than he feared God. As we read this, I want to highlight one important aspect of Jonah. When he went into that ship, he was just going along with them as if he was also one of the travelers. 
he covered up his identity as a man of God. How many times do we do the same thing? You know, if you speak of Jesus in your workplace, you feel you will be marginalized or maybe people think bad about you. So you decide to keep your faith a secret. You think that you have to hide. No, it's not true. Jesus says, if you don't confess me before men, how will I confess you before the Father? So there is something very, very important in the word which teaches us that we need to please God, have faith in God and confess Him openly. You know, my experience on this, wherever I have openly confessed and spoken about God, about my faith, initially there would be a lot of disturbance. Initially, there is some kind of enmity too. But then with time, when they see us, when people watch us, when they see how we speak, how we do, they change their impression both about us and about Jesus. That's the most important thing. So the initial setbacks will be there, but with time, when you continue to show the love of Jesus, when you follow him with a whole heart, you know, people start to see that you are indeed different inside and outside. And you don't conform. The greatest advantage that I have seen living a life of testimony is that that itself is a hedge or a fence around us. Because with time, you know, when people want to crack a vulgar joke, they won't do it in your presence. If people want to do something bad because their own conscience says that it is bad, they will exclude you from that. You know, that's, I think, a great advantage of speaking about Jesus, speaking about our faith. The disciple of Jesus, Peter, had this experience Matthew chapter 26 and verse 69 now Peter was sitting verse 70 it says when they asked him they said you were with Jesus the Galilean look at his reply but he denied it before them all saying I do not know what you mean now Peter says I don't know what you mean what is wrong with Peter is it not the same man who said you are Jesus, the son of the living God. And Jesus congratulated him. Was it not this Peter who said, Lord, if it is you, I want to walk on the water. Who walked on the water? Such a great man of impulsive faith. He says, I do not know. It's something very strange. You know, at this point in his life, he was more concerned about himself rather than about Jesus. Today the church is at the crossroads to decide if you are going to continue to please men or are you going to please God? Are you going to please men or are you going to please God? Let me tell you something. If 
you start to please people, there is no end to it. End of the day, you can never please, never satisfy any human being. But it's not that way with God. If you learn to please Him, if you learn to profess Him before people, you receive more grace. You receive more strength. You receive the power of God to be able to stand as a witness for His name. It's amazing that the same disciples who are huddled up after the death of Jesus on the cross of Calvary, after His burial, the same group of people, when they received the anointing of the Holy Spirit, they stood up and started to confess boldly before men that this Jesus of Nazareth was the Messiah. You know, the difference was the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. If the church will be filled with people who are led by the Spirit of God, they will definitely never ever try to please people. They will call a spade a spade. They will say this is wrong, this is wrong scripturally. And the word of God is the standard. The word of God says this. This is what is the truth. As people of God, let us think about this. When Jonah thought, that he would lose his reputation if he obeys God and he went in the opposite direction. You know what God did? Jonah chapter 1 verse 4. Then the Lord sent a great wind over the sea and a severe storm broke out. It seemed as if the ship were about to break up. This is exactly what's happening to missions, to churches today. It's time we open our eyes and decide to do, to obey what God has asked us to do. Stop being men pleasers. Stop working for organizations. Stop working for personal kingdoms. Let's turn our vision to the kingdom of God. The Lord said, I will build my church, not churches. It's one universal church. And God has his people all over the world. All over the world. It is up to you to decide whether you are going to be part of the church that openly professes its faith in Christ and in the word of God or are you going to be a men pleaser trying to please the society, watering down the word of God, trying to compromise on the truth. It's up to you to decide. Let me close with this man called Lot, who put himself into a lot of trouble because of his choice. The first thing, he decided to separate from Abraham, the man of faith. That's his first trouble. The second thing is, Lot decided to go by what he saw with his physical eyes. Sodom and Gomorrah looked very fertile, looked so good. It's the same thing today. The world looks so good, so free, no conditions, no inhibitions. You know, be what you are. 
and the result we know there was a tremendous 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 impact not only lot and including his wife and his daughters let's take a very firm decision rethink about where you worship rethink is the place you go teach the word of god as it is or is it trying to please people trying to avoid incidents like the destruction of sodom and gomorrah trying not to preach about worldliness running after money let's take a call let's ask god to speak to us to help us to decide to stay in a place to worship in a place where the gospel is preached as it is so that the word of god will strengthen us the word of god is the bread that gives us life shall we close our eyes and look to the lord in prayer a loving heavenly father we thank you for this time that you've given us thank you father for the wonderful examples you gave us from your word father we learn from jonah we learn from saul they were more bothered about themselves more bothered about what people will speak of them rather than what god sees and feels about them lord we sincerely come to your presence and pray help us to be people who are sensitive to you help us lord to receive your word as it is to obey it as it is because we know you're the god of heaven and earth you have the power to send a storm to stop anybody from going anywhere lord we don't want to be seen standing against you but we want to stand on your side we commit ourselves into your precious hands i pray for each and everyone who's listening to this message lord all around the world I pray that your word will impact their lives that you will raise up people who belong to the kingdom of God who are kings and priests according to the word of God who stand and hold fast to their faith without diluting or changing the nature and the power of the word of God Lord we know that Satan the wicked one is the person who changes the word of god who dilutes the word of god like he did in the garden of eden help us to be wary about all his way of working we pray that your authority will be upon us as people listen to this message and as they are rethinking about where they have to go to receive the word of god lord i pray that the spirit of god will guide them Holy Spirit lead your people in truth in Jesus name we pray amen The Bible speaks about a believer as being armed by God protected by God as compared to a soldier the helmet the sword 
belt shield everything that is needed for him to live a victorious life sing this hymn onward christian soldiers marching as to war Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before Christ the royal master leads against the foe forward into battle see his banners go Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before at the sign of triumph Satan's host that flee on then Christian soldiers on to victory foundations quiver at the shout of praise brothers lift your voices loud your anthems raise onward christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of jesus going on before like a mighty army moves the church of God. Brothers, we are treading where the saints have trod. We are not divided, all one body we. One in hope and doctrine, one in charity. Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before what the saints established that I hold for true what the saints believe that I believe as earth endureth, men the faith will hold. Kingdoms, nations, empires in destruction roll. Onward, Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Crowns and thrones may perish, kingdoms rise and wane, but the church of Jesus constant will remain. Gates of hell can never against that church prevail. We have Christ's own promise, and that cannot fail. Onward, Christian soldiers marching as to 
soldiers marching as to war God when he redeemed us by the blood he changed us from being slaves to sons Israel was called the firstborn and that's the reason why God fought for them God fought on their behalf it all started with the blood of the lamb on their doorposts. Sing this beautiful song, Down at the cross where my Savior died, Down where for cleansing from sin I cried, There to my heart was the blood applied, Glory to His name. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down there for cleansing from sin I cried There to my heart was the blood applied Glory to His name Glory to His name Glory to His name There to my heart was the blood applied Glory to His name I am so wondrously saved from sin Jesus so sweetly abides within There at the cross where He took me in Glory to His name Glory to His name Glory to His name There to my heart was the blood applied Oh, glory to His name Oh, precious fountain that saves from sin I'm so glad that I've entered in There Jesus saves me and keeps me clean Glory to His name Oh, glory to His name Glory to His name There to my heart was the blood applied Glory to His name Oh, precious fountain so rich and sweet Thy poor soul at the Savior's feet Plunged in today and be made complete Oh, glory to His name Glory to His name Glory to His name There to my heart was the blood applied Glory to What a wonderful privilege to be washed by the blood of Jesus. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The world says, seek this, seek that. But Jesus says, seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness to be able to stand boldly, blamelessly before God. That can be done if we obey the word of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first 
Bless you and keep you under his care and help us to live a life that pleases God. Thank you for joining with us for this time of worship and word. If you'd like to know more, do call 0091-944-543-844 or visit our website www.goodnewsfriends.com. God bless you.